Leafs converts, TLC OGs, hockey world, what is up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. My name is Norman James. Glad to have you aboard. Welcome to 2019. This is our first podcast of the new year. I know you feel special because you're listening. You know who else is special? The one and only Mike Augello who is standing by. We're going to talk about a whole host of things related to the Maple Leafs, including their goaltending. It's not only a thing for them right now. It is a situation, full-blown, not quite there yet, but it could get there if they don't nip this thing in the bud. Mike is ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know you are too, so what do you say? Let's pod 2019 styles. The Leafs combo starts now. And we are joined by the one and only Michael P. Agello. Mr. A, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. Good morning, Norman. I'm well. Um, still feeling the after effects of <laughs> New Year's, but uh, forging ahead. How are you? I'm not too bad. We didn't do much on New Year's, but that's what happens when you have a young family. You're pretty much tired out by around nine o'clock and you know that you have a full year of activity ahead. So you want to get as much sleep as you possibly can. And I'm still trying to calibrate and get prepared for it. I'm excited for the Maple Leafs and the 2019 portion of this season uh, running second place overall in the league we're getting some complaints on the YouTube comment section that we're making a, a mountain out of a molehill here considering the Leafs are second overall and we believe they're not ready to win the Stanley Cup or they've got issues mm-hmm. but that's what you do when you run a podcast and that's what you do when you uber into the team that you cover and you believe that no matter where they are right now, they can always be better. Yeah. I mean, paralysis by analysis. I, I, I get that from the, from the commenters, but I look at it this way and I wrote about this yesterday. Yes. The Leafs have had remarkable success so far, second in the league. Um, but they're going to be stuck at best in second place in the Atlantic division, because the team that's ahead of them in the league standings is the team ahead of them in the division standings, which is the Tampa Bay lightning. There's a 10 point gap. I think that's a bridge too far to make up unless there's some major injury with, with the lightning and anything can happen. But I'm just saying right now, the way that they're playing at the pace that they're playing, it's going to be tough to catch up to Tampa Bay. And if you look at the Atlantic division standings as of yesterday, Look who's in third place, the good old Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm telling you right now, you know, this season will be based not on regular season success, although, you know, if I'm getting 110, 112 points will be all fine and dandy. It'll be based on playoff success. And if they lose in the first round, you know, then I think there's going to be some heat directed at some of the players and at Mike Babcock because mm-hmm. – they, there's expectations here of this team making at least progress mm-hmm. from what they've hit, made the last few years, and a first-round loss to Boston is not progress. It's not going to go over well. This is the Leafs Convo, Norman James, along with Mike Godjello. Happy New Year. Do you like what you're listening to? Uh, do you like what you're seeing on YouTube? If so, please subscribe. Uh, we need your subscription. We are trying to hit some goals, big goals for 2019, just like the Maple Leafs. Do you think the Leafs at this point – thought the Tampa Bay Lightning would be as good as they are, Mike? I mean, 10 points ahead. And I wonder, do you think that Lightning's success and their determination to just run the table and potentially win the Stanley Cup is going to affect the way the Maple Leafs deal? Maybe the Leafs feel like this isn't going to be the year and that going all in could be uh, 
you know, a fool's recipe considering what Tampa is doing. Managers have to prepare to improve their team to their to its utmost, no matter what the you know potential of who they match up with. So you don't know whether Tampa Bay is going to lose in the first round to the Islanders or whoever they face if they're if they're first overall and first in the Eastern Conference and they play the the lowest wild card team. They could match up against Pittsburgh. They could match up against the Islanders, and those could be matchups that doesn't benefit them and they could lose. So the, the Leafs can't say, okay, well, we're going into this um, with the mindset of we're going to lose to Tampa. But that being said, I think the Leafs have to prepare their team for who they may match up with. They, they may luck out and it may be Buffalo or Montreal, which are easier opponents. But if you look at what's happened uh, over the last few, you know, last four or five weeks, Tampa Bay was without Vasilevsky. Um, they did not. They were not phased. They they had Louis Domingue in goal. They continued to win. Boston over the last five or six weeks was without Bergeron and Chara. Then they won two games in a row uh, against Buffalo and Chicago, and they're back in third place. Now Toronto has had their challenges. They were without Matthews for a month, so they faced the same thing. But you know those teams are quality the leafs are quality and it's going to be what team makes the best move or is playing the best going into the playoffs that is going to win and i i think Kyle Dubas before february 25th has some work to do yeah the leafs have minnesota at home vancouver nashville new jersey on the road boston colorado at home uh, the lightning in florida in florida uh, late in the month then it's arizona Washington um, at home. So while they, you know, again, they were fantastic on the road to start. At home, they weren't as good, but they're getting better. They're playing some tough competition. I look at it like this, Mike. If you're the second-place team in the league with a goal differential around 40-plus, um, as many good players as you have, I mean, you're an envy of most NHL teams, most NHL fan bases in terms of what you bring offensively and your mm -hmm. capabilities. I don't care if you're on the road. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if you're 10 points behind the second, first-place team. I don't care if you're fighting off Boston. You should be able to make hay and um, build and grow according to your own timeline. And you know, if Mike Babcock's indicator means anything, this team is already in contention mode. So while we do pick and choose as to um, where the Leafs are accelerated where they seem like they have a couple of deficiencies or they're a step behind overall this team really should control its own destiny and yes beating boston is is it's part of exercising the demons of the past and and getting over a major hurdle towards the goal tampa is the carrot dangling in front of them that they just can't seem to reach right now but it's not as if the maple leafs when you look at them and you say this team He's clearly lacking something, and it's all a facade. It's, it'll just be novel when all is said and done. The Leafs still have an opportunity to make adjustments within, um, to make some acquisitions, to bring in players from outside of the organization, to take that next step because the foundation is there, Mike. And um, I'm, I'm expecting more good stuff in 2019. Will it get them to the promised land? I mean, the, the bet would be against it, but they still have that opportunity because they still have that foundation they still have enough good players. They still have enough guys with inner determination to want to get there. Essentially, Mike, 
it's up to them. And that that's the way I feel about it. Well, I, to an extent, but I think there are, there are also, I would say that external situations, but you know, but again, I, I really believe in, you know, I don't know there was a, a commenter on, on Twitter and he, it was pretty funny that it said, I, I wonder what, you know, Mike is going to write about after the Leafs get the top four defensemen because, um, you know, then he'll he'll be without his main subject. But then you go the, on to something it, else, right? Exactly. But <laughs> but 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 that the point the point is, and I think maybe the, I'm guilty of a little overemphasis, but I, I think it's for a reason. I think that's the main failing of this club right now. I mean, you look at their forwards. And even with injury, even with the loss of a Hyman, who's a key forward, even with the loss of Matthews, who's one of the best centers in the league, um, you uh, you are able to you know compensate for that, and you have enough depth up front to be able to to uh, forge forward. And you know Tavares had a great year, Marner's had a great year, and all those play all those players. But on defense, God forbid if Morgan Riley goes down. Or even if Jake Gardner goes down, who's a, who eats up the second most amount of minutes, this team is in trouble because the first answer is Martin Marincin. So that is why, like I've been an advocate of them adding more than one defenseman, at least you know a depth guy like. Uh, Edmonton added Alex Petrovic earlier this week. That was one of the guys on my list. But there are, you know, veteran depth defensemen you can add for a low mid-round draft pick. That they need that and they need the top four defensemen mm-hmm. to be to, to to get to the level of Boston and Tampa Bay. So I mean, again, that's the task in front of Kyle Dubas. He's got the cap space, he's got the assets. We'll see if he does the moves that everybody thinks they need to make. What does Kyle Dubas have cooking? In 2019, I'd like to know, and I hope it's good because the Maple Leafs, uh, I believe, are ready to eat. Others may not believe so, but man, why waste your opportunities to win a Stanley Cup? You don't have to sell the farm. You have to make some adjustments, but you can go do it. Forget about this nonsense. Well, they're not ready. What do you mean they're not ready? When are they ready? They should be ready now. This is the Leafs combo. Norman James along with Mike Augello. Um, We talk about the Leafs' lack of support on defense. What's going on with the goaltending situation, Michael? Uh, we have some content on the YouTube channel right now exploring the concern over Sparks, the concern that we have and I know that is shared by many. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we dislike the guy. We love his passion. But I don't believe that he is suited to be a backup goaltender on a team that fashions itself a Stanley Cup contender. Michael Hutchinson brought in. Um, he's doing okay with the Marlies. And, you know, he's a guy – with similar stats to Sparks, he's played triple the games, quadruple the games. Could be a steady hand as a backup. But mm-hmm. are these guys going to have to shoulder some major load here with a question mark surrounding the health of um, Freddie Anderson? And even if he is healthy, what what about his fitness level? What about his um, you know overactivity? Like what? What are we thinking here? Because we're, we've got one issue going or two issues going on with defense, with Nylander not able to find his game, and now we, we're worried about what's happening in net. Jeez, Mike, if things, you know, if the glass is half empty, and I know you like to have a half empty glass sitting next to your microphone on your desk there, um, if things really started to go downhill, then you might actually start to say to yourself, with all of these things compounded and working against the Maple Leafs, maybe it's the type of year that they don't make any crazy deals because 
uh, they don't believe their chances are good considering everything that's going on negatively for them. Well, I mean, first of all, the injury. Babcock yesterday did not have any more accurate indicator of how how long Anderson would be out. Anderson skated at MasterCard Center, but not with, with the team. He did drills. He skated around the ice, but that's consistent with somebody who is not ready to come back in the lineup, and he pretty much ruled Anderson out for today's game against uh, Minnesota. But you know, that being said, they're being extra careful, and they should be extra careful because Anderson – is the, you know really you look at the situation in terms of what's behind him and you know if Anderson is not a hundred percent you know you can pretty much I think bury their chances of of having a long playoff run he is an incredibly valuable player playing really well this year so they're being extra careful and they should be but the question is how did he get here and again the, going back to training camp Babcock was asked how many games ideally would you like to play. Uh, Freddie Anderson, and he says, I'll I'll play him as much as I need to to get into the playoffs or to get a position in the playoffs, which means, you know, he didn't have any confidence in his backup goaltending. And that's that's on, you know, that's on Dubas. That's on Garrett Sparks because if Garrett Sparks plays better, then maybe Garrett Sparks plays more. And Kyle Dubas deemed that Garrett Sparks was, was ready for the NHL. And my contention is, even though he's got a, re- a really good record right now, is he's been inconsistent. He's been up and down. And when you have a player that's up and down, Babcock is not going to use him unless he absolutely has to. Now, right now, he has to because he's playing his fourth game in a row today. And I think Hutchinson will end up being called up as the emergency backup because he's got NHL experience. And there was no way that Babcock was going to go to go to Casimir Cascasuo when uh, when when. Sparks had given up four goals against the Islanders, but this is patchwork. It's mm-hmm. a get to Anderson, but it, but you're what you're taught. What you mentioned is the key thing. What will the usage be of Freddie Anderson from now until the end of the season to keep him healthy and to keep him fresh? And you cannot use this guy every game other than the second of back-to-back games. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I agree, Mike. I'd almost like to see the Leafs bring in another. 1A, a guy who's been, uh, you know, kind of positioned out of another organization just based on a younger player coming in and having lost his, his playing time there, wanting to uh, make, make a mark, wanting to make a statement that uh, this, he's still got some game. He would be the perfect guy right now, Mike. N- never mind a, a backup who's played 25 games and, you know, thinks he's better than he actually is at this point. Or even uh, Michael Hutchinson, who, you know, I don't know, does does anybody believe that he has a, a Yaro Halak kind of run in, in him, um, a la the Canadians several years ago? I mean, I don't know. But where the Leafs are right now, uh, everything is uh, re- re- everything relies on Freddie Anderson, um, who's not necessarily playoff tested in his own right to right. to be healthy and one hundred percent to help this team get to where it wants to go you know as as much as we do look at how great this offense is and this i'm guilty of it all the time because this team can just dazzle you and mesmerize you but there, as much as this team has so much going for it there are key components to the overall contendership package that um, leave a lot to be desired and uh, this backup goaltending situation is one that is already rearing a potential ugly head here and uh you know i don't 
I don't know how they're going to go about doing this. I mean, Kyle Dubas can't just solve everything with a Coke and a smile, right? I mean, he is the, he's the poster boy. He is the, he's the guy that everybody, all the young, young fans love. But reality is going to set in here real quick that, you know, the, the people are going to start to turn on the guy. And, and I don't want anybody turning on Kyle Dubas. But, like, look, man, um, the decisions you make that you think are going to work out well because you've looked at, you know, how a player fits into the – um, you know, to the hierarchy of the organization, uh, whether that player is a, uh, you know, um, uh, original draft pick or, or, you know, one of your own guys that you want to see, you know, finally reach the light of day or how the metrics work. There's more to it than that, honestly. And I think he's understanding that right now. And he's got guys beside him um, that I'm sure are in his ear. And look, I, you've made the point in the previous podcast that Kyle Dubas is way too smart not to, uh, react to some of the things that have been done by his predecessors or things that he's, he's done himself to try to rectify or correct the problem. So 2019 is going to be an intriguing one, Mike, to see how it all plays out. But as, as we are right now, second place in the league, fans, least converts, TLC OGs, we understand that. That's great. But the goal here is to win the Stanley Cup. And we're realists. We're smart. This is one of the most knowledgeable uh, hockey markets anywhere. We understand that there's, there's more to do and while we are excited about where the team is, there's potential to make that leap to the next level. Mm-hmm. Getting to the next level is half the battle. And when you look at where Tampa is, you look at how Boston's seething, um, you look at some, of the, at some of the internal things that are going on, buckle up, we're in for a ride. Butter, Mike, we buckle got... up, Buttercup. <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup, we're in for a ride. Mike, what's going on with this All-Star stuff? Well, can, okay. can you explain to me this nonsense? Because I, I, I haven't watched an All-Star game in years, and... And I, I hadn't planned on watching it this year either, but you can and, explain to me what's going on. And I try not to as well. I mean, I'm I'm one of an, many advocates who would say, please do away with this farce because it's just, I mean, it's more for, you know, they say more for kids, more for, you know, the it's more for advertisers and corporate things that they use that as a, like a, a meeting place. And I, I get it, but, you know, honestly, I, I think it's lost its cachet. I mean, I remember watching it as as a kid and watching the the one in I think it was eighty one with Gordy Howe with Hartford and Gretzky and mm-hmm. it was it was a spectacle. But it, it just really has lost its meaning and and now you know they have to get these you know you get guys like Alex Ovechkin bailing out because he wants the rest and things of that nature and there are players who are going to beg off because of injury. But the 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 way the way it's set up here, three on three tournament and divisional, it allows only eleven players to be selected per division. And that, to my mind, is a travesty because that limits, I think it's two teams to two players max. So with the Leafs, Austin Matthews was the captain. Mm -hmm. They chose John Tavares, which he's much deserving. And um, Morgan Riley is one of eight players who who could get voted in, but no Mitch Marner and no Frederick Anderson. And I I just think it's a complete and utter farce it's asinine the way that you know like you have to choose i mean if you look at the atlantic division they had to choose uh keith yandel who isn't mm-hmm. even the most valuable player on his team barkoff is but they couldn't choose barkoff because there were too many forwards they couldn't choose vasilevsky or anderson because they had to pick somebody from the detroit red wings and the montreal canadians it turned out to be Kerry price who's been injured off and mm-hmm. on and jimmy howard whereas vasilevsky and anderson are clearly the two best goalies in the division i mean that's mm-hmm. that's what i mean it's it's you know you're not getting the best players you're getting the players that fit into their 
fit into the, the construct of these all-star teams <sighs> and nobody really wants to watch. Mike, it. I think the thing is you and I are getting old. If you, yes. if you look at, we, we are, um, you're much older than me, but I look much older than you. And that's the crazy <laughs> thing about what's going on here. The fact that we still have any young um, followers is uh, is a miracle. And don't leave us, please. Um, look, the millennials and the exennials love this kind of stuff. If you go on a timeline, everybody's putting up memes, and pictures, and they're putting up the rosters and all kinds of stuff. Millennials love to pit, you know, their favorite player against another. I put out a tweet a couple of months ago. I love Matt Sundin. He's my favorite Maple Leaf. And what do I get? Three or four responses. Not as good as Austin Matthews. What, where, where does that come from? And remember, when the, the whole Nylander thing, of course, and the reason I go on about Nylander all the time is because I'm kind of sticking it to the data heads and the kids who had to bring up how Mitch Marner wasn't as good as William Nylander, and we clearly know the answer to that now. We knew it then, and we know it now. It's, it's what, your favorite thing pitted against something else. And whether you like it or not, you have to, you have to um, build up what you like and tear down what you don't like. And that's the way this kind of this format is. Well, so-and-so makes it, someone else doesn't. Mitch Marner doesn't make it when he should clearly make it, but someone else makes it, and that's just the way it is. That's sort of the, how fandom goes nowadays. It's not this all-encompassing, well, every, you know, we, we want to put together a mosaic. It's mine versus yours and the kids love it mike and while you and i would rather go back to the days of the wales conference versus the campbell's conference that'd be fun uh i'm not so sure a lot of the kids these days have any sense of nostalgia about that kind of stuff i mean the, you know i mean everything past five years ago was ancient to them and and you know what uh, god bless them they're the ones i don't know how much money they have but the nhl's banking on them as the demographic that's going to pay the freight. And if mm. that's the way, that's fine. And at the end of the day, all I give a damn about considering this all-star thing is just kind of nonsense for me is the Leafs winning the bloody cup. And right. I still don't know if that's going to happen this year. I'm hoping it does, but there's a long way to go uh, to uh, for that to come to fruition. Mike, final word to you, and then you got to go, I got to go, I got things to do. Yeah, I, my, like my suggestion just on that last subject is use the Winter Classic as the, as the halfway break. Do all your all-star competitions your you know fastest skater fastest shooter at the winter classic have maybe have be an extra long break um so you encompass the break you get at the all-star break and so maybe have a week in between um you know, the, the winter classic or or whatever and have that at the unofficial or official halfway mark of the season and do all your stuff that way don't bring everybody like next year it's going to be insane i think uh, next year it's gonna be in St. Louis, and then you know, like I mean, an old building, uh, a franchise that's in trouble, and everybody's gonna go there in, in late January. Yippity, yippity do! I mean, come on. Hmm. Oh, you, you leave us with the thoughts of uh, St. Louis next year, Mike. I mean, now we're all, you know, butterflies in our stomach. What's gonna happen to the Blues? Um, in the meantime, listen, all the best. Um, happy New Year. It's been a lot of fun in 18. 2019 is going to be a blast, too. We'll see how the Maple Leafs go. And the better they do, I think the better it is for the Leafs Convo podcast. Michael, talk to you soon. Thanks, Norman. That is a wrap on this POD. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Have you subscribed to the YouTube channel yet? If not, please do so. We need your subscription. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, you need our hot takes, whether you like them, whether you don't, whether you're in, whether you're out, whether it's a little bit of both. Just subscribe. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth your while. At Norman James TLC, at Mike and Buffalo. Those are the ways you can get at us on Twitter. Of course, holler at us in the YouTube comments section. If you're interested in doing some advertising or some sponsorship with the Leafs Combo podcast, you can contact me directly, theleafscombo at gmail.com. We have some big news sponsorship-wise coming up here in the next few weeks, and we are still looking for a few more advertisers to help take this project, that is the Leafs Combo podcast, to the next level. For Mike Augello, I'm Norman James. Happy New Year again. We'll talk to you real soon. The Leafs Combo is out.